This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. They are pretenders among us, people who have mastered their ability to hide their pain, failures, struggles, and inadequacies in life. People who have the ability to mask their imperfections through material wealth and careers. In the last 20 years, social media has exploded and incubated these pretenders to grow in number and attitude. But one day in 2016, one of these pretenders broke away. This is his story. Hi and welcome to the show. My name is Jay and this is the Pretender Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to listen to the latest episode of the Pretender Podcast on the Afripods Network right here in Africa. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast network of your choice, including Stitcher, y'all. You can listen to me pretty much anywhere now. Today's show is a special edition uh, we were able to do as a gift for you, my listeners, sort of as a mere copper for the sound quality in our last two shows. So Pete and I got back on the mic and this time we talk about fasting. He shares why he quit alcohol. He talks about mental health and his experience in that as well as why humility was key to him making Zambia his final home. We talk about a lot more other stuff too. Enjoy. Bro, I'm back. Yeah. This is like 24 hours with Pete. <laughs> but more appropriate is 24 hours in Lusaka. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing much, just running around. Uh-huh. Some errands, some market research. Picking up my buddy from uh, from the airport. Right. So I've been busy. Played basketball this morning. How is that? Awesome. Miss the guys. Yeah. How long has that been like since you last played in Osaka? Since August last year. Yeah, that's a long time. Good playing indoors. <laughs> luxuries. <laughs> luxuries. Me enjoying big cities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um, I'm excited about today because like the last time you were, were we were on, you the content I've been listening to that content like for the past 48 hours and it's still it still gets me as though I'm listening into it without participating in it and because your content was so real okay. and <clears throat> for once I could listen to someone else <laughs> so it's even more amazing that we have an opportunity to to continue our discussions today and um, just for people to hear what I've experienced personally with spending time with you and hearing these valuable experiences in life and a journey we both share. So it's amazing to have you back in here. And I'm excited because we did what, two hours? Yeah, yeah two hours and we had to split it into, into like two parts. So yeah. we got a lot of, of things to go through. Um, yeah, so. Thank you so much. I, uh, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. 
though I only got to listen to the first part because uh, the sound didn't come out uh, very clear. Yeah. So I'm still hoping to listen to the second part and uh, yeah. and see how I did. It, it was better. It was better. Like the first part was awesome. The second part was better. And this is like a perfect gift for for our listeners for for our poor sound in the previous two parts but this will be like even excellent for them let's hope so let's 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 i got some, let's hope i got something interesting to say yeah <laughs> i do i do think you do have a lot we of joke stuff. about uh, <laughs> saying i got a lot to say to this world so <laughs> yeah. here i am again yeah uh, one of the things i kept listening to noticing in the previous um uh, recording was I kept laughing because I was happy. Like a lot of listeners won't get it, but I was like, I was in my element. I was so comfortable uh, because it's it's just amazing to hear those things, and I'm gonna do a lot of that today. Awesome. <laughs> so um, obviously, when we when we move around and we travel around, um, when I'm with you, like uh, I mean, dating back to 2015, we would go on like looking at land. Searching out for stuff or whatever we'd be doing to to fill in the time. Um, one thing I always noticed was that you'd rarely eat. Yeah, like you'd have fruit, uh, uh, water, and that's about it. Um, and I realized as I got to know you more that th this was just not a random thing. But you you're heavily into. Uh, fasting now when we talk about fasting uh, often especially in in african circles or even other places like there's an attribution of fasting to religious or pious activity and, and all that stuff but there's a lot more to fasting and i want to hear a bit more about that i want you to like give your perspective to our listeners about the value the benefits of fasting and it's just that m that much more than uh, a religious or devotional activity yeah um we we touched on the plant-based plant-based plant diet in the in the first part and uh, i completely forgot about fasting <laughs> as we were as we were flowing so it's 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 something i would really highly highly recommend and preach to other people to really try um, just my my there's there's ton of information out there on fasting so it's for everyone to do their own research and make up their own mind obviously it's it's heavily uh, encouraged from the religious perspective so which is which is a good uh, starting point but um, listen to your body I think that's what it comes down to when you feel something funny coming you feel some sniffles or your stomach is feeling funny your body is telling you something yeah. and we, in, the, in the past several decades we've been accustomed to, to seek uh, medication just to get rid of these little tiny feelings which in my opinion your body is able to sort out on right. its own. So
my personal experience is that if I if I don't really work out the way my body operates, I don't really feel hungry. So so sometimes I'm I'm not a breakfast person. So intermittent fasting is pretty much a daily routine. If I have a rest day or or a recovery day, I don't feel that need to to really eat just to just for the sake of eating. It's more difficult when you're preparing food for 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 your child and whatnot. You kind of feel like putting <laughs> something in your body, but if you if you really think about it, you are not really hungry. Right. You are not really hungry. So, since I came to Lusaka, um, I've been here for what four days now. Yeah. Four days. Right. So I had four meals in four days. Just like once a day, right? Yeah, once a day. Yeah. Once a day. Even though I played basketball heavy this morning, I had a big lunch. Mm. And even now, I'm not really feeling hungry. So, um, since we are playing basketball tomorrow evening, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to eat up until after after nineteen hours, twenty hours, mm. just to just to put some nutrients in my body. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not dogmatic uh, about plant based diet or anything like that, but. I would highly, highly encourage people to go out there. There's plenty of information on fasting, whether it's podcasts or YouTube videos. You can sort a lot of issues, uh, health, health-related issues, by by just uh, water fasting. Yeah, uh, a perfect example, I think, for most people, uh, because they might think like fasting is, I need to start. It's something that I need to start, but when you have an ailment like you're saying your stomach uh, upset or or that sort of thing you have to like stay away from food for a for a bit sometimes maybe throughout the the period that you you have that ailment and you're just eating like bland food uh, just a little of it just Mm -hmm. rehydrating but the experience just a small experience that you would have in that period that you didn't have anything before you start resume you resume having your food there's that feeling i think almost everyone of us has experienced that and that's just a taste of something that you would experience from fasting uh, right yeah i mean i mean uh, i was talking to someone the other day i can't recall exactly but i think since i've been to zambia i've i've only in six in six years i only had medications when i had think I ever been to doctors or, or had medication so every 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 little issue was sorted out by fasting mm-hmm. which, amazing. yeah um, I'm, I don't fast for a week or two weeks or mm-hmm. anything like that the most I <coughs> I've done was uh, three and a half days mm-hmm. and that was with uh, about 6k monogram on each day yeah so that's about most I've done you know when you start feeling a little bit of a little bit weak so you need to compromise your compromise your daily activity and whatnot but uh, but 24 hours or, or day and a half or even two days mm. once you once you get accustomed to it it's not really a, a major major challenge yeah and it's about listening to your body mm-hmm. we, when we eat often uh, we don't really eat out of necessity we eat because like it's out of habit i would say uh, from my experience because well it's lunchtime i need to eat my body doesn't 
still say that I should eat, but it's lunchtime, so I should eat something. Yeah. It's breakfast, so I should eat something. And we're not talking about, uh, like, just uh, as you say, it's not fasting like a week. It's skipping a meal or two. And skipping it because your body doesn't really need it at that time. And then it becomes a habit. So there's a lot of discipline to do with it, right? I suppose I suppose because once you once you once you see the fridge once you open the <laughs> fridge you, you your mind is technically eating already the, the enzymes I suppose are starting to prepare for something to enter so it, it does require a little bit of discipline but it's not it's not it's not extremely extremely difficult or mm. anyone can do them I would encourage highly encourage uh, everyone to give it a try yeah and and you say this is something that you would do while working out you would do like tomorrow you'll be playing basketball and you would do it while playing basketball um, someone might say well uh, how are you gonna do that because you need a lot of energy running you need a lot of energy to play a sport or whatever or i'm working through i work for a construction company and i have to lift stuff or i work throughout the day in the office and it's stressful so i need a lot of energy to handle that what 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 would be your perspective from that angle um i would say me personally, I'm not ripped. I'm not at seven percent body fat or three and a half percent body fat. So there's plenty of reserves. Even if I didn't eat for two weeks, I'm sure I would survive. So it's all in your mind. You can you can you can easily do it if you if you if you if you prioritize your health and uh, want to improve uh, your well-being. You can you can certainly do it. There's no, I believe there's no shortcuts in life. If you, if, uh, if, uh, if you want to take a painkiller or, 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 or a quick, uh, what, what they call those things you put in, uh, in a hot water when you feel like you have a flu or what? Uh, you see, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> I, I use that a lot when I used to travel. Uh, and my brother and I used to trade in that. He, he, he he would have a stash, and if I didn't have a stash, I'd go to him. It's it's some fizzy type of fizzy sort of orangey. Uh, yes, it had flavor. different flavors, yeah. and then you'd put it in your water, yeah. and then you drink it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my my basic default mode is as soon as I feel something is uh, knocking on the door, my default move is to go to fast for at least twenty four hours. My wife usually freaks about it. No, you have to eat. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to eat. Just let me let me try to figure it out before we start uh, making any moves. Right. And uh, and and it's and it's quite simple because once you once you start uh, traveling and moving around Zambia and go in the bush and see how simple people eat and they survive on ma one meal a day and. You see, gentleman that is sixty-five years old, and he looks—he looks like mm. he's fifty, and he's ripped, mm. and uh, and and the waves are, the manes are popping out, and he's got a six-pack, and, <laughs> and and he he takes you around the farm for two hours, he doesn't even break a sweat. So 
there's got to be some truth to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the listen to your body because this has to do with health. Your, if if we're not feeling well, our body tells us. Mm-hmm. But we, our body also tells us when it needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Half the time, we are doing it uh, before it tells us. <laughs> that's that's correct. I mean, I mean, if I if I if I go nuts and get carried away and let's say play basketball for three three and a half hours there's almost a hundred percent chance that i'll be eating even five times the next day because mm. the body will be asking yeah to replenish those yeah so if, if i'm hungry why not in the past five six seven times you know smack this that fruit if i feel hungry no i won't i won't i won't restrict myself yeah so three meals if I feel hungry no I stretch it to six seven no problem mm. but if I don't feel that need of eating no problem just one one meal a day intermittent fasting I'm not an expert absolutely not there's absolute ton of research out there on YouTube articles everyone can go out there and find the find, find the relevant information yeah cool so Staying fasting is like staying away from food um, for our health, right? And um, it's like for a couple of hours, maybe a couple of days at the most. But uh, giving up alcohol is staying away from it for for good. Uh, tell me about your experience with that. Uh, I know when I met you, I was still taking alcohol. And uh, now you don't. Yeah. And it's it's a sort of a permanent fast from it. So mm-hmm. tell me how you came to that point and how you are here today. Um, growing up in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. alcohol is very much a part of the culture. And from early childhood, you get the you there's a party or there's a gathering and people are drinking beer or wine so parents would dip a finger in and let you <laughs> let you have a taste so so it's 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 strange behavior to 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 say the least mm. to 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 go down that path that early and obviously being at school drinking and partying it's a big part a big part of uh, that environment so uh, I was very much guilty of that then uh, playing sports sports people in uh, in Europe at least Eastern Europe they drink a lot mm-hmm. so ev- after pretty much after every practice every game every <laughs> celebration there's alcohol involved same so, here same. so 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 you got no idea well, you've seen it at no, Nasdaq. No, like the boys will no, be. No, 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 that's no. nothing. No, Eastern Europe. I'm even scared to go there for holidays because I don't think I'm. You're kidding me. No, I, th- I, th- I think like Zambia is probably in the top ten of no, people. No, no, absolutely. Are you not. sure? If, I, if my friends are going to listen to it, they'll be, they'll be laughing. <laughs> I know, I know people that are able to finish two bottles of vodka in one evening oh. and just go home. So, right. so you would call what those boys at Nasdaq would be doing is no, like those are amateurs, man. yeah. Because I used to be like the 
what you call in Zambia the chola boy I would be like the one looking after people's bags if we've gone for a trip a uh, sports trip or trials and whatnot I'll be the one keeping the bags for everybody because mm-hmm. they'll be out drinking and all that so that's nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah no I'm 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 um, I'm, that's one of the aspects that I would be scared to go home because the pressure would be. Would <laughs> Welcome be, back, dude. Here's yeah, a bottle of vodka. It would be extremely, extremely uh, <laughs> pressure cooker environment for me to, to, to not touch it. But um, later on, once I once I left uh, uh, Slovakia, it was it was drinking wasn't a big deal you don't have that circle of friends and that sort of camaraderie type of feel so you you would drink but nothing nothing uh, crazy compared to what was going on in uh, in East, eastern europe so the alcohol was slowly phased out out of out of my life and i sort of i sort of always had a uh, had a seed in the back of my mind that once I have a child, I will cut it out completely because I don't want to be that uh, person or role model who introduces a child to it. I mean, you can't you can't uh, shield children from it. You can't uh, uh, put a blanket over it and pretend it that it doesn't exist. But I don't I don't want I don't want it to come from me. That's basically the major contributing factor. So uh, you made that commitment before. I made that commitment before, pretty much. I had a, I had a small seed in my in my mind, and uh, and uh, when when my son was born, I I was obviously I was still celebrating, having a drink here and then, but uh, when uh, he wasn't even one, it was a Christmas time. We went out and. I've seen people drinking and whatnot. I had a couple of drinks and um, um, I wasn't really enjoying it. And uh, and I just told my wife, like, no, I think I think this is it. I'm done. I'm ready. Like, let's just let's just uh, treat this as a as a as a Christmas present for the baby boy. <laughs> and uh, so it's been about just over five years since I since I haven't touched alcohol at all. Yeah, that's just yeah. amazing. Not, not really it's not I mean the commitment to do it like before you know you set the mindset and uh, there's no dramatic effect mm-hmm. there's no dramatic mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. as well no, but no, it's just no. that commitment and knowing that you just want to set the tone for a child yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really a big deal it's just uh, we talked about it uh, in the in the in the previous podcast that I had a bad relationship with my with my father. He was a heavy alcoholic, so so in order for me to do complete opposite in raising my child, it was obviously to cut out alcohol as well. So so it was always there in my mind somewhere, and once once the reality of uh, of uh, of being father took place, um, it was it was pretty much time to time to do it um, oh, it's 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 uh, uh, you obviously become a bit of an outcast and whatnot oh why aren't you <laughs> drinking anymore and all those things but 
giving up uh, meat and uh, becoming vegan, I think, is much, uh, much more difficult than uh, than uh, giving up alcohol. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm too positive about everything, but I believe everyone can do it if they if they have the right motivation, the right incentives to 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 go ahead with it. And uh, you you my brother you were a contributing factor to that because ever since I met you I was aware that you don't drink so so I'm like no I won't be alone Jay doesn't drink so <laughs> at least I have a buddy <laughs> so I'll just I'll just join him it wasn't it wasn't such a big deal That's so you had a you had a you had a role to 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 play with it really there was there was a bit <laughs> of a there was a bit of a comfort zone that no, there, there are people that don't drink that don't drink yeah actually i i have my experience with alcohol is like and a lot of people think that uh well people that i know people that i meet think that i don't drink because of i've got a strong faith mm. they think that's the reason uh what is your reason by the way yeah part of it and my faith is later uh, but when i was growing up my dad used to drink as well at the time, I couldn't understand what the difference is between someone who just drinks and a and an alcoholic. And I mean, we used to have like bottles in the house, <laughs> and my brother and I would be like every time because the storeroom was like in the bathroom. That was a weird house, <laughs> so we'd go and get all those bottles that he had in there, and then would like test the alcohol and everything, you know. But it was like it was bitter. So growing up for me, so like, why does he drink this stuff? Uh, but later on, um, as I was growing up really the effects of of that was that uh, I saw what it could do to a home and a family and um, even more so when my dad quit drinking later maybe when I was 15 or so it was night and day you know that kind of a thing and um, I'm not an angel but I was never gonna touch alcohol Um, because I saw what it could do within my own life before I saw it in obviously it's, uh, there's tons of evidence uh, around it and um, I, I think for me it was never going to happen for that reason uh, and uh, my faith just adds about the rest of it because it's, it's talking about not excessive not exceeding no nothing excess so but that was the main reason i saw what it could do and i didn't want any part of it so it was so natural even going into college it didn't it didn't really i didn't have any desire for it well now and that's that's impressive yeah. because to make it through college without yeah, touching alcohol yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's that's, <laughs> that's a mission that's a mission that's uh, yeah 10 out of 10 so so part of it is like when you made that commitment for your son is because there's, there's a there's a in historical hebrew um tradition they say touch the palate of the child like if they want to introduce a food i mean we do it all the time as parents like if you are introducing some food to a child you give them a bit of it so you're giving them a desire right mm-hmm. so it's touch the palate 
that's why they train up a child in the way he should go and then you'll never depart from him. So usually our children or us as people explore life later on or whatever point, but our deep desires come from some experience and um, we'll always have a desire or affinity to something that we have tested before we've been introduced to and there'll be things that we explore that we never even had an experience of before. So in relation to a child, if they didn't have that desire of when growing up, they'll never really have it. I mean, they they might drink or whatever, but it's it's never gonna be in them. And that's why that's why it's a powerful thing, and it's not just with alcohol, but a lot of things that we we impart in our children early on. And the the, the tricky thing, obviously, we talked about it in our <laughs> later part of our podcast, is that as parents, you're just figuring things out, <laughs> so you can't always get it hundred percent. But uh, really, that's the commitment to 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 make sure that before your child is in there, you don't want them to to get it from you is is a great aspect. I mean, I mean, even even when I came to to Zambia and uh, I was still drinking socially, like have a few beers and whatnot, and uh, there's my mother-in-law's got a small function center, so there's always lot of lot of uh, activity even if i was drinking a, a, a beer i would take a plastic uh, cup she's got this funny looking uh, green and pink polka dots cups <laughs> for like uh, you know for kids yeah. so i would put my beer in it <laughs> i wouldn't want to walk around the kids with a beer bottle in my hand yeah so even though i was drinking i, I was still con- cautious of uh, of not really Putting it fully out there, you know, <laughs> when the kids are around. Right. If I if I go to a to a restaurant or whatever, fair enough. I'll have the the bottle there. But yeah. in front of kids, no, I don't. I, I don't. I, I personally believe I don't judge anyone. If they're your kids, you can you can yeah. uh, raise them as you as you please. But me personally, I believe uh, in not encouraging it. Yeah. And um, you always know somebody like in life who's gone on the wild end of alcohol and uh, I, I mean we're gonna trans uh, move on to something else but we you know somebody who's gone the wild end of alcohol and it's ruined their lives you know and most people i feel in those situations don't want to stop because they think they've gone too far that's really it's not really the alcohol. Obviously, they're addicted to it. But, and again, we're not experts. Mm-hmm. But it's because people think uh, it's too far. I can't mm-hmm. stop. And <clears throat> the most important thing, and this is what I really want people to hear from you, is really if you want to stop, somehow you can. Mm-hmm. It's a step. Like It's it's not like you're an alcoholic. We're not mm-hmm. saying that. But the will to stop comes from within. It's a it's a very very powerful illegal drug, mm. and you can really see a lot of uh, destruction uh, around you if you if you if you listen closely and pay attention. So so it's everyone choice. It's 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 a socially acceptable. It's legal. It's available everywhere. So we have 
choices in life, and uh, we have to we have to deal with the repercussions like once we once we make these choices. So yeah. towards that, and making uh, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, and making these choices requires like a certain mental fortitude, a certain mindset, and um, when you think about making the choice, the commitment to to not um, take alcohol as long as your child is there and to stop before and then go through because the outcast part is a big part of the process. Mm -hmm. uh, like People don't hang out. I've lost hundreds of friends because I don't drink and there isn't like let's hang out, let's go to this place, let's go and drink, and then you can't, like, I would love to hang out with you, but can we do it? It is big offer. It is, it is, it is. Uh, I feel actually more so for the other side than, than yourself, because you've made a choice. But, like, people to embrace you, like, I always got this thing, like, people say, if <laughs> we, we can't take you out with us because, I mean, you be seeing what we're doing and just <laughs> unless they use it as a designated driver. Yeah, like there's benefits too. But mm -hmm. obviously, I also won't can't sit there and you're having all this fun and you're like, uh, yeah. So, so it's it's quite a challenge because you become the way the outcast is like the perfect thing. Like you're the odd one out, yeah, you know. And even if it's a social gathering after a game of basketball or sport or whatever it is, a celebration, and then, you know, like, ah, you have an, a normal camaraderie before, but then after that, it's different. It's like you're in a different space. And that requires a certain, like, mindset to, to deal with. And there's also effects after it. So how do you how did you deal with that because this leads into what i want to talk about in terms of mental health because you're dealing with a choice that you've you've made a decision not to give up something and you're dealing with the uh sort of the people's reactions to it and you're dealing with all the other things in your life part of which we covered in the last podcast so uh how do you how did you deal with that um i just i just keep the end or end goal in mind because as you as you get older it takes you much longer to recover from alcohol so so for me it's quite important to to come home and uh maybe kiss my son good night with the with the without the stink of alcohol in my mouth mm. or be able to wake up early in the morning which is almost uh, impossible once you're hungover or drunk so I just keep the keep the end goal in mind yeah so we've discussed it our priority is to raise our son in a in a, in a certain way and uh, part of being uh, physically and mentally present is uh, is clarity of mind yeah so the best best the easiest and the most accessible way to to cloud your mind mm. is to have a drink so once you make that choice it's it's uh, it's a natural natural uh, progression just to just to sort of leave it on the side and, uh, and the, that part of population that 
wants to do it, yeah, they, they, they're free to do so. You know, it's your household, it's your domain, so yeah, you just go with whatever you decide. Yeah. So, I mean, we've both endured many challenging things um, this side of our lives, and I mean by after the leap of faith in whatever directions we took. And I think it was, I mean, for me, I experienced a lot of things even while before I took that leap. And that pointed to like mental health, but you never like really thought of it that way until after when you're having all these challenges and thinking about all these things that it really became mental health became a real thing talk me through uh, kind of your own downtime and your experience with uh, <laughs> mental health man well it's 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 extremely sensitive and uh, and uh, ever present issue in our life and uh, there's a lot of ways to personal experience and from the a lot of uh, research that I've done, a lot of reading that I've done um, it's not that difficult to give up alcohol, it's not that difficult to become vegan or pescatarian or vegetarian or whatever label you want to put on yourself those things are not that difficult it's not that difficult to even fix your back injury if you really put enough effort into it. But to fix your mind, to fix your mindset, and to override all these, all these, uh, um, what's the correct English word? All these uh, past experiences from, from, from the day one that influence you and uh, make, make you the person that you are and make you react to things the way you react to them that's that's a mission that can never be completed 100% in my opinion I agree because that's like almost as strong as DNA in my opinion yeah so so I, I personally I, I, I personally got a lot of uh, obviously childhood issues having uh, having rough at home, bad relationship with my father, not a great great relationship with my sister um, as a result of it and uh, luckily I got very good relationship with my mom so so she's always been very supportive and uh, you always sort of feel like you, you, you're running from something, you're running from something you think, okay I'm going to America it's going to get better going to Australia it's going to get better but it's always there mm. it stays with you it just doesn't get better yeah. it requires a lot of lot of lot of effort if you if you if you if you don't want to treat it with uh, with uh, medicine <laughs> which I'm not very keen on I tried I tried uh, visiting uh, uh, Psychologist, psychiatrist, one of those guys. I, I tell uh, the difference. I lasted, I lasted one session. 
and I just realized no this guy is just glorified drug dealer I can't do this I took the prescription and then I did the research on what this thing does what it's made of I, I went to I went to on some on some uh, some I read some reviews and whatnot I'm like there is no way in the world I'm putting this thing in my body mm. I might as well just start doing uh, cocaine or heroin <laughs> so that's the way I looked at it so I basically told to myself no 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 this is not the way there's got to be a different way to improve sound harsh uh, I'll bring my wife into into the conversation because obviously she's ever 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 present in my life um, this is where I get quite frustrating frustrated because she thinks it's a choice that I'm the way the uh, that I am the way that I react and whatnot uh, in general Africans are very well natured people very happy always smile on the on the face but it's like it's like I almost in general envy you guys because I'm not that way I would love to become that way with the with the click of the switch or by making that choice but it's almost impossible you haven't almost met imp- a, you haven't met a sadist <laughs> no that, that, I'm saying in general in general, in general yeah in general <laughs> okay like 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 the happiness you see you go in the bush uh-huh. you drive 20 kilometers inside from the nearest decent road and you see how people live and they have biggest smiles Big on smile, their, uh, yeah. smile on their face and and from from conventional western view you think oh no these people are poor they have nothing mm. no they are not poor mm. they have everything they are so happy they they living their life the, the way they 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 uh, they want to and they they almost uh, stress free is not the correct word say, uh, to use I think syn- uh, synthetic stress free okay because their stress is not created by by news or by no I, I saw this on Instagram or I saw this on Facebook no I want this now they don't even have access to internet most of the time so so they are not distracted by by this uh, these outside uh, outside forces mm-hmm. so so I I, I, ca- I kind of feel I ca- kind of feel envious of that and, and, and it's just awesome to see that ca- people can really be happy so there is a way to get there but to get there it's like bloody Frodo's uh, journey to Mordor mm. it's almost impossible yeah. you know would you say what you just described about the general um, uh, happiness of Africans or Zambians per se is that applicable to us in the city or no, I'm saying outside like in outside, the rural yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. rural okay. rural areas yeah. yes because out in, here when, you, when you're in the city it's, uh, it's almost you can't tell the difference whether you're in uh, in Sydney Perth or you're in Lusaka or you or you're in Bratislava or whatever mm. It's 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 a city. People, the, there there's business, there's commercial activities, uh, there's people people running around, they rush into to work and all these things. So so there there is a lot of synthetic synthetic stress is applicable yes. there yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But the people in rural areas are blessed because they have uh, 
extremely small component of uh, synthetic stress in their life. In my opinion, obviously, I'm not, I'm not psychologist, I'm not psychiatrist. I'm just, I just like to observe what's yeah. happening yeah. around me, and yeah. and I like, I don't, I don't watch TV. I hardly, I hardly, I hardly do that. So I like to, I like to think about things constantly. So I sort of, if I have a downtime, I live in my own head, you know. And you have to, you have to really, really, um, uh, make a, make an effort to, 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 to try to keep your thoughts positive because yeah. it's not difficult to find negatives in any place. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in Western <coughs> world or you, you're, you're in Asia or you're in Africa, you will find a lot of, lot of negatives everywhere. So I try to keep it on the, on the, on the, on the positive. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, in my in my personal experience, this is this is the hardest uh, hardest task in my in my in my journey. Yeah. As a pretender, <laughs> that's not the the the, the head. Right. Because <laughs> because then you you the first thing that you have to do is like you have to be conscious of it, which is like biggest and most difficult bit you can't be in denial right mm -hmm. and uh, half the time we are in denial like uh, to just come to that point to say look I'm struggling mentally and then when you bring in all the other connotations if I say I'm mentally I have I'm struggling mentally then there's an aspect I need help what sort of help you can help me and then there's also the stigma especially when it comes to me and and i mean you always tell me like um often you'd say i'm struggling with this stuff now we talk about it like yeah. initially like especially me uh coming to terms with it was quite a journey because uh i mean and i'm an introvert but this is not unique to introverts even extroverts uh who have mental struggles and mental this is it does not discriminate mm -hmm. for sure and i would have times where like i'm keeping something myself mm -hmm. i mean we touched on the aspect of writing and all that and you'd say bro you die of a heart attack mm -hmm. you you tell me that because um and this is what i want you to speak to is part of once you cross the threshold of like you become conscious about it you come out of denial because you have to come out of denial the next thing is you, it has to come out like and it's not it's like you said it's not something that will never get 100% free of it mm -hmm. right but part of the process is like being able to let it out yeah. I mean I mean uh, like between two of us like right now we are recording but this is uh, eventually how our relationship uh, evolved and this is how we, we we try to open to each other and in my opinion the opinion is extremely therapeutic yeah. like I was I was the one who opened up to you earlier and yeah. you I always felt like you you are holding <laughs> yeah. I'm like no 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 eventually <laughs> he'll get there and he'll open up some more and more and I think you feel 
on the scale from one to ten, where would you feel on the on the comfort level of opening up? Well, I'm at ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was in in your case in in your case it was quite gradual. Yeah, very gradual, very, very gradual, gradual. Because you probably thought, oh, this Muzungu, what what are his incentives? Or, or yeah. it took you a while probably yeah. to figure out that uh, that. I'm genuine. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean. So, so, so it took a, it took a while for for you to fully open up. Yeah. And I I'd like to ask you how how did it how did it feel once you once you once you uh, got it off your chest, so to speak. I think it's liberating mm -hmm. to begin with, um, and I spoke about this early in my first two podcasts because I think uh, the journey of an imposter one and two where you it's not like I'm coming to you to say look bro I'm broke and I need money you know what I mean it's I'm struggling with this I'm struggling with handling this stage of my life and I feel like I'm not doing anything just being able to learn how to frame it and you're also not coming to me and say you're going to do A plus B or plus C or you just and it's not a simple solution no it's not a simple solution but you're giving me the you have to go like and it's almost like I can do this for you I can hold your hand um, so that you don't drop down um, and that's what I'll give you and for me it just meant I could come because then I could bring more yes. of how I'm feeling, yeah. you know. Because I'll tell you one thing, but I have a lot more to tell. And by just being able to bring that out, really, it really felt liberating. And awesome. yeah, and it's it's something that I feel like people should do often. I mean, obviously, you have to find someone you trust. Mm -hmm. No, that's 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 the key component. Because I felt when I when I went to see the, the the psychiatrist or psychologist in Australia, I felt like this guy wasn't even paying attention to me. So mm. I'm like, what, 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 why am I opening mm. up to this person? Because I am not naturally open person. I only get comfortable. I only get I only open up once I get comfortable. So I've done I've done uh, I've done a lot of research I've done a lot of uh, reading on these topics lot of lot of uh, interviews lot of YouTube videos I watched on this and from my own experience I found I, I found out that if I just talk to my friends if I just talk to my mom openly it's like amazingly freeing experience like you know people are aware of my struggle they, when they speak to you, it's not just on the on the on a surface level. Yeah, you can really, you can really connect. connect on a completely different level. So I'm very lucky to have you in in my life in uh, in Zambia. I speak openly to my mom. Uh, there's another friend of mine. He's in uh, he's in America. You met him when yeah. he was here. We have similar challenges. Grow up in a similar way. So we all also speak openly about the about our struggles what's happening in his life what's happening in my life so that's been that's been that's been that's been the number one step uh, that uh, that made me made me improve gradually it's not a huge improvement but it's 
small percentage, small percentage, and I'm trying to trying to get there slowly, bit by bit. Yeah. I wish I could speak to my wife more freely about <laughs> this, but it gets frustrating because uh, for for her, she thinks I, I choose to be uh, depressed or or, 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 or uh, down on certain days, but. It's a night and day difference compared to 10 years ago when I was uh, 120 kgs or what. And uh, you know, you look at yourself, you 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 sit there in your in your in your apartment and you wonder what what am I doing with my life? I'm making all this money. Mm. I have a fancy car. I have a nice watch. I have nice clothes. Why am I like that? Mm. What's going on? So if there was a magic pill to fix your mind and to fix your happiness, mm. that would be the pill to take. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because, uh, I, you know, I'm a twin, right? Mm. And my brother and I are really, really close. And he's one of, like I talked about a circle. You need to have like a circle, like people that you trust, you know, genuinely trust. And even him would attest to the fact that it took a while for me to to come out and start sharing with him my struggles, my inner fears and and he's one of those uh, people who's outgoing he's he's the most positive person I know like most optimistic like he radiates that and he also like looks up to me in a way that I always feel like you you put me up your standards I'm not there look you shouldn't and it took time for me to even open up to him and gradually and part of it was almost in the same period that I I was because for me I was like I'm not really necessarily giving up I feel like giving up but I can't do this on my own so Either I open up to to somebody, or if I really don't want to give up, as I said, and during the same period, just around the same time that I started opening up to you, I was able to open up to him, and because I know that I won't be judged, you know, and and this is what I also wanted to kind of um, speak to in terms of. When, when people are holding your hand and they're like being there for you in a way, it's not like they don't have stuff going on in their lives. You know, it's not like when you are opening up to you because you've sorted it out, you've got it all figured out. It's just like, okay, you know, let's go. You, you have to take it on. You have to, to, to continue on it. Very sensitive, sensitive issue, and and a lot of people are, are are struggling there. And to raise a child in a in a in a certain way, and once you start digging in and doing all this research, and if you if you if you if your goal is not to sort of okay, let me backtrack. There's a in my research I found. A, I came across a gentleman called Gabor Mate. 
Yeah, he's, he's Eastern European, and uh, he, he's a, his, pra his practice is in Canada. And uh, and just watching his videos and do uh, and and uh, and his interviews, it gave me so many pieces to the puzzle. And he he specializes in. speaks a lot on uh, on uh, raising kids and the influence of uh, of uh, uh, of environment of as on, on kids especially in early childhood so so this gentleman has been very influential in my in my journey of trying to figure out my my mental health I would highly encourage uh, uh, everyone to look him up um, I'm, I'm certain that you will learn something even 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 whether whether you you, you are mentally uh, uh, feeling well or you you are you are in the in, on the low or you want to help someone this gentleman can certainly uh, give you some ideas that can improve your your well-being yeah, I would definitely put that link in the show notes yeah I'd say I'd say so and yeah it's been he's been He's been uh, extremely helpful in my in my journey, I'd say. Yeah, I listened to him. Uh, I listened to him. I have a couple of videos that you shared with me, and I looked him up afterwards. So. Because he, he he talks about he talks a lot about uh, uh, addiction and uh, childhood trauma. Mm. So obviously, I think I think it's a clear case that I have a childhood trauma through my father, and uh, there's a lot of weights ways to, to, to deal with your, your, your trauma and uh, this gentleman uh, uh, suggests and, and not only suggests I believe uh, he says he believes wholeheartedly that uh, all, the, all, the, all the addiction comes from uh, traumatic experiences so whether it's a drug abuse or alcohol or excessive working out probably in my yeah. case <laughs> So my case perfectionism so, so it's 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 I, I just to put all these pieces to the puzzle in 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 the in the mental mental well-being uh, department it's uh it's never ending uh, mission in my in my opinion yeah and there's uh unfortunately i know the title of this book it's not available anywhere on the internet and the person who gave me this book was gave it to me as a hard copy and they just lent it to me like you read it for a period and then you it's written by some South African author she deals with um, helping children uh, who've been traumatized and, and all that and it says there is a city and there is a war so she gives it um, an example of the way the orange is put together like the whole orange so if you slice an orange there's the small cell then there's a bigger cell and like so when you you cut it in pieces right and it's broken to put it back together again you have to get down to the minute detail like first put all the cells together and then you put the bigger cell together like the pieces of an orange and that's hard you like practically if you do that to an orange it's very difficult yeah. right now 
so she starts addressing what you're saying in terms of um, everything is like childhood most of it is childhood trauma or well, trauma based right so and she says that this is why we have to be careful with children like as parents or anyone who has the privilege of because I call it a privilege yes, if you're there you are taking care of a child one way or other it mm-hmm. is a privilege yes. whether you are a biological parent or not that we have to be careful because once you <laughs> spoil the cell you just can't replace and say okay yeah. we'll it. once to put it together again you have to st- and it's difficult you may never even be able to do it because you can't build the the macro cell before you 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 the microcell. So when children are traumatized from that perspective, a lot of what we go through, the challenges we face, go back to that time yeah. and all our other experiences in life. And she puts it in that perspective. I I searched for that book on the internet, but it's it's difficult to find. I I may just have to to make an actual copy of it if they will permit me. It's a it's a wonderful book, and um, that speaks to what you saying about like you can't rebuild those you have to like put back all those pieces and figure it out that it came from there then you start to to get on your way to to healing i mean i mean once you once you make the decision to to raise a child in a certain way it's a it's a it's a big responsibility and it's a long long commitment Mm. so I'm no expert. We are just two regular guys mm. uh, talking. And the more you start searching for answers, the more you start doing research on any topic out there, whatever mm. it may be, st- collecting stamps or, or, or growing fruit trees or mm-hmm. grafting, whatever it may be. Yeah. We are living in the age where there's an abundance of it's not like you have to go to the library and dig it out and mm. and, and, uh, and and spend time. You 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 have to you you have all the information out there. And it takes a second because some hundreds of people have already looked for that yes, information. Yes, it's very easy to find. So once you start, once you get on this journey, you realize that we we don't know anything. We are just. Uh, just a small speck of dust uh, in the in the whole whole wide universe. So so so. Me not being an expert, but I being, I I quite enjoy observing what's happening uh, around me. So w- once I saw and I and I realized that my 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 grandfather was in certain way, probably his father was in certain way, my father was in certain way. So I realized. No, I can't be in this way. No, this this sort of generational trauma has to end with me. I I often say to my wife that my biggest fear is to pass this uh, sort of personality or, 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 or behavior onto my son. So it has to stop with me. So I'm 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 trying to put as much effort into 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 the process of not 
not allowing it to happen or minimize the likelihood of that happening and and it's not easy and it's not easy especially when it's on your mind 24 7 because when you when you when you when you're not aware of it or you are or, or, or you are ignorant to it and you sort of just going through the life taking it uh, day by day it's like Ignorance is bliss, or ignorance is bliss. But when you when you constantly thinking about it, it's not it's not easy. It's like you 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 almost become your your worst enemy. Thinking about it, overthinking it, and 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 putting yourself backwards. Then you have to make an effort to to clarify your mind and try to be positive. Mm. And and it takes a lot of lot of discipline, lot of lot of. Uh, commitment lot of energy mm. because yep. your your brain burns the most calories yeah. in your body so so yeah i wish i could figure it out with the magic wand but <laughs> yeah. and sometimes um because i've i've experienced where like you you're in a period where you just feel like you're tired mm-hmm. and and often it's easy to say I'm tired of going through this I'm tired of this situation but actually you're physically tired and men- because your brain has been thinking about all this and it's that core energy has burnt away and you feel like the situation has made you tired but it's like that mental processing that 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 has gotten you tired and and it's crazy how uh, every now and then you have to go through it. And without a nine to five job, <laughs> you've got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got plenty of time to think it through. Plenty of time. Yeah. When you talk about mental health from that perspective and your experiences that you've spoken about, it requires a certain effort, right? There's an effort and there's a mindset, there's a consciousness to it. And but you also had to settle in a new country. Mm-hmm. And with all this that you're talking about, we are talking about, uh, there's a certain mindset required to settle in a new country. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, I mean, you've done it a couple of times, but it's, it's never the same. Mm-hmm. I think you could, you could say that. It's never the same. Tell me about uh, what, what that was like for you. Um, you could speak about uh, through the US, Australia but finally through into Zambia um, I think I touched on it a bit it's like uh, in relation to mental health we're always running away from something and hoping to leave it behind but it always follows you yeah. so once we once we made the decision to Once again, for me, in Africa, 
people make of this. I mean, the nature is beautiful. There's there's a lot of things to see here, but in general, to me, from my perspective, the people are genuinely nice. You 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 find few rotten apples, but genuinely, ge generally, I, I I feel that most of the people are very very nice, solid human beings, and uh, and I always felt welcome here. say the same thing like when my wife was in Australia I can count many many times she came home crying talking about certain racial experience yeah. and whatnot. so so for me I don't know if we even want to go there no. and me for a, for a, for a quote unquote one over white male I can never comprehend what uh, what Africans are going through so I speaking on that yeah. maybe you 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 do some other podcast <laughs> but me uh, from my place I, I don't think I'll be ever equipped to speak on that yeah. so so me feeling very welcome me feeling that the people are very nice I have to make an effort to to mirror that I come here I can't come here with my preconceived ideas that no this is the way it should be people should be adjusting to me and and whatnot to adjust to the environment I have to adjust to people mm -hmm. so so I think I think that's that's that could be a, a failing point to in, in case of a lot of people moving elsewhere they relocating they 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 moving from one place to to another let's say A to B but they still want to carry that part of A to the point B. They are not willing to just go all in. Yeah. Me personally, I was, I was, I was, I was uh, very open to the idea. I felt very comfortable here. I I felt like this is the right place to raise the family. I felt the the that is important for my wife to 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 be with her family she's got a lot of brothers a lot of sisters I, ca I come from small family so so I can never comprehend the, the, the big family feel and and it's and it's and it's fascinating for me to see the, the, <laughs> the, dynamics. the, the dynamics the relationships but the, there's a lot of love there's a lot of care and 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 I'm attracted to it because there, there's been a void in my life uh, uh, for that. My mom tried her level best to provide it, but let's not go there. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't mirrored by my by my father. Right. So uh, I came here. I came here with an open mind. I I I, I uh, what's the word? Assimilate. I tried to assimilate. Mm. still ongoing process you know and uh, uh, hopefully hope I, 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 I now call myself Zambian um, well I can't be I can't be calling myself no I'm European or this I think that 
it's just being silly. If I want to be he, I can't call myself European or whatever label, you know. Yeah. And one thing's uh, I think basketball was quite helpful because there's one common ground. So, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a free flowing social interaction. So it's been it's been it's I think basketball was very helpful. Then my wife's family it's quite welcoming so i can't i can't i can't really really say i i i i struggled as much as in us or in australia the 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 transition for me was much uh, smoother but but once again i think it starts with your mind if you don't if you don't come with the right right mindset i don't think it's uh, it's that what was amazing to me was, and I, I think, because I want to speak about food, was you came into, I think that was when I was like discharged from hospital after my surgery. You brought me home, and that was the first time I, I think we had a meal. Was that? Yeah first time I had a meal and you came into our house and you ate what was there and I was like wait what <laughs> whether it's okra I mean I know you're on a plant-based diet but I mean I've, I've met a lot of people that like come from the Europe or the US and food was so I was like okay maybe this is just he's being polite then I come to your home and the food you would eat, whether it's chima or you you ate it like <laughs> like and for me that with what you're saying now like it it's just a seamless transact transition because you food food in a, it's a huge, it's a huge part. Yeah. And I'm African and I've traveled around Africa, and I struggle with food within Africa. I think the closest I, I was comfortable with food was I think, um, East Africa, because like, their form food is simple. Like they don't process it a lot. In South Africa, I had to find like Zambian food, like Zambian places. So food is a huge aspect. And you are like comfortable and present. <laughs> and we went somewhere else. Uh, I think while I was still uh, unable to walk, and we went. I think it was to someone's uh, marriage ceremony or something. And you are eating the groundnuts and the cassava, the local. I'm like, do this. <laughs> so you are Zambian. Uh, <laughs> that's actually my favorite favorite local food. Yeah. Deep fried, deep fried cassava and groundnuts. And groundnuts, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we don't don't remove the the peels for the ground as and then yeah. So I hundred percent agree with you on that because the food you just you're not picky, and I know how I've seen mozungos with when it comes to food, man. Like yeah, they'll be like, oh, it's nice. If it was a little softer. Yeah. <laughs> 
mean, I am not. I am not perfect. It's like I still eat with fork. I know. I still eat f- with fork, and uh, it's like my excuse is no. That's the that's the way my mom. Did it. <laughs> so wh- who am I to be changing it? Yeah. You know. And I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of shima. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I pre- I prefer the lo- roller meal or millet meal because yeah. it's got it's got more flavor to it. Yeah, with us but, it's like roller competition. But I still, house, yeah. I still, I still eat it. I still eat it. I still put salt on it, and I will put relish into yeah. it. <laughs> so, so it's, so it's, uh, so I enjoy it more. I make it my own. Yeah. So see, here's proof. My my wife, whenever you're coming to visit, and I'm more picky. Mm-hmm. Like she has a headache preparing food for me, mm-hmm. but with you, she's just. She doesn't have like you have. What are we going to prepare? Pete is coming. A muzunga is coming into our house. You have to think like this food. There's nothing like that. It's much more of a headache with me, with me because. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so so that's a huge aspect, mm. and it means there's no going back for you. And then that no, no. that that is huge. That's no, just amazing. It's a it's an amazing thing, and. And part of that is really humility. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come to a place or you go to a place and to come and assimilate or be part of it takes a humility. Like, it, I don't care whatever level I'm at or whatever, but just I'm going there. So it takes humility. Uh, where does that humility come? It's it's hard to it's hard to put a finger on it. it it's a, it's a, it's a process. Once you once you travel around the world and you 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 expose yourself to different cultures and uh, and uh, uh, different different religions and different forms of views. my wife wouldn't want to listen to this but I've dated other 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 girls from other cultures and I visited their countries as well on holidays and went to their traditional homes and what so so after after years you realize you are not that special <laughs> you are just you are just just another human being on the in, 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 in this earth you know there's people different with different mindset different level of education different level of wealth but doesn't matter doesn't matter what level you are in, in any department you are not that special yeah. you are you are just you are just a, a regular guy that's trying to navigate through life and uh, to 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 fit in somewhere you have to you have to you have to realize that as i mentioned before you have to leave a lot of things behind and whilst i was in australia i i i i was day trading i was making good money and i decided to since i was mainly working online there was no point of me being in Australia, and since, since I wasn't particularly happy 
like, no, I can carry my laptop to Slovakia and just uh, live there. So I spent several months there, and uh, and when the when the second winter came, I just ran away because <laughs> I realized, no, 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 this is this is this is this is not the place for me anymore. So you basically strip naked because mm. you realize you 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 don't you no longer have a home. You realize, no, I don't fit in Australia. I don't fit back home. So what, who am I? What am I? What, what am I going to do? It's, 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 quite, it's quite difficult to describe and quite difficult to, to really uh, express myself, but it's not, it's not a pleasant feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling when you realize that basically you are just floating out there hoping for, for something to, to happen to you hoping for something obviously good to happen to you and uh, have a, a pleasant uh, experience of your of your of your life going forward and you have to you have to basically point finger at yourself and Say, say to yourself, no, this, this, this starts with me. This, this, this got nothing to do with the places you visited. This got nothing to do with the place you're currently living in. No, something is wrong with you. Nothing wrong with the places because people are living everywhere. People are flourishing everywhere. People are happy everywhere. They start somewhere. There's a mixture. But if you don't fit anywhere, it's 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 you. It's not the place. So it's a cold heart uh, uh, realization to to come to the point that no, you are not that special. You are you are you are not that unique or, or whatever you might think about yourself. No, you you that you you are the problem. <laughs> I think that's the that's the that's the best way to 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 explain myself, which and is not which is not difficult. I mean, which is not easy. Sorry. Right. And you're home now. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it, and I feel home. Honestly, I feel home. Okay. As we end, I want to give you a welcome home. Okay. So, uh, as you can see, what's the date on here? 22nd of July 2020. 2020. Yes, it's uh -huh. exactly 2020. Uh -huh. When did you uh, move to Slovakia? Uh, Slightly a, a week, a week after, I think. Uh, Is it? Close in uh, early September. Okay, yeah, August. yeah, because it was before. So I wrote this then. Okay. Yeah. This is a surprise. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to read it to you to let you know your home. Okay. Pete, you came into my life for a reason, and I'm most grateful for the opportunity God has given me to know you and share friendship with you. We're very different people, but share lots of common interests, and perhaps that's what is weird. We are so different and yet similar at the same time. 
have learned so much from you and shared the love of permaculture, regenerative farming, and being a daddy, a stay-at-home daddy. Uh, part of the things that you introduced me to. Uh, I know you're one of those people who don't like to hear personal stuff, but I particularly find that also most difficult to share. And it was difficult for me to see you leave, but I wanted to tell you this today because you're home. I really appreciate it. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome. I really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It's been an awesome and amazing podcast. And um, I think f for, for both of us, this is just a microphone in front of us. But these are conversations. No, this is how we, this is how we talk. This is how we try to. This is like, yeah. This is how we we, yeah, we, we try to make ourselves feel that we are smart though. We, we got it all figured out. No, we know nothing. We know nothing. We're like the, at the best regular people, with regular stories, is what can change the world. That all of us are the same. We're just looking to make it to the next day. And I appreciate this time you've, you've put into the past four days and today. I hope we can do some more because uh, I know there's 100% a lot more for me to hear from you. Yeah, I'll, thi I'll think about other things a <laughs> lot more. So, yeah, we'll definitely do it again. But we have to come to Solvezi. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that it's from, from Solvezi. Yeah, we've got lots to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> appreciate it bro it's been amazing wonderful things wonderful gem gems and nuggets for for me and everybody else who's listening no, thank you I, I appreciate you thanks for giving me the opportunity you know we joke about the statement <laughs> I got a lot to say to this world so thank you for giving me the platform and uh, yeah, peace and love appreciate it cheers wow that was such an amazing show and I love this one for just the authenticity of how we talk about the real issues and real experiences that people go through in life, whether it's just making a real solid decision about abstaining from food for health reasons and just how um, the resolve to decide that I'm not going to be anywhere near alcohol because I want to build a, a good environment for my children or my child or my family and and also just being honest about the experiences of mental battles that we went through. I hope somebody out there really enjoyed um, this uh, recording with Pete and I hope that somebody out there feels uh, they learned something from us just regular people like we're just like everyone else and we're going through the same experience that a regular person would go through we're not celebrities we're just people on that level and i'm glad we can connect with you on that level thanks for listening i'm out
inaendeshwa na Afripods.